0: Tell
1: legal lies. I tell legal lies. Lies, lies, Legal lies. I tell legal lies. Legal lies. Black law. And on drugs. And on drugs. legal lies. This episode
2: of Black Law and Legal is brought to you by Audible. For a free 30 day trial, go to audibletrial.com forward slash blacklaw.
3: Welcome back to another episode of Black Law and Legalize. Today we have a guest with us, a reoccurring guest from True Talk, Paul Smith. Yo, what up, Paul? What is the deal? How is everybody? Man, we great.
2: Awesome. I'm present (laughs) and accounted for.
3: (laughs) Okay, and we have
2: Afro Becky.
3: Afro Becky, and of course, Just Ann. Just Ann. So today's topic is one that is hold on i got thrown a serious voice it is one that is near and dear to my heart which is the fleecing of black america by these black pastors and churches how you
0: gonna use my
3: words excuse me did they come out of my mouth yeah but they they were were, my words plagiarism thank you blatant Um, the fleecing of black america (laughs) by these black pastors and churches now Let's just jump right into it. Well, before we do, let's clear some things up. What is separation of church and state, Paul?
4: The separation of church and state, I believe, I'm probably wrong here. I think it's in the First Amendment. I may be wrong, but it pretty much says that the government cannot endorse or impose any religion And um, do anything to promote that religion over another. Pretty much it gives if if the government endorses or promotes or requires uh, adhering to certain religions, then that means people aren't free to worship any religion and praise in any religion that they choose.
3: That sounds right to me, because I don't really know what the separation (laughs) of church and state is.
2: I think you're right, Paul.
3: Becky says you. you're right, <laughs> mm-hmm. so you're right. Absolutely, I agree. Because you me. know,
0: Paul is something like a lawyer. All
3: right, so um, what <laughs> are the requirements that you have to meet to become a church or religion? Now, let's think. Let's think things like Scientology. Um, what's the other one? Uh, Jim Jones and him. The people,
0: um, the people's uh something. It's not the People's Republic of China. No, it's like the the People's Temple. <laughs> I people's think Republic. I think it's the People's Temple is what Jim Jones was
3: whoever he was so what how how do we start a religion what do you need to do to become a religion
0: start talking shit and have people follow you
3: is that it so any type of legal documentation any types of forms or no basically
0: basically as with any entity if you want to legalize your congregation you would um file paperwork with their secretary of state, you would be a nonprofit, whatever. So you'd be a nonprofit, profit, profit, non-for-profit corporation. And then if you want to have that tax exempt status with the federal government, you would file paperwork to become a 501c3 or 501c, well, 501c3 tax exempt organization.
3: Okay. So does that specifically dictate that you are a religion? No. No. So nothing really dictates that you are a religion.
0: Right. Yes. Right. Because think can about say you are. Think, right. Think about Branch Davidian David Koresh.
1: Mm-hmm. He was
0: a religion. Think, you just mentioned Jim Jones. He was a religion. So I mean, Pookie on the street corner could have the street. You know, he could have the church of cracking them if he wanted to.
3: All right. So what about my brothers? The uh. Black Israelites, the lost tribe, and whoever that mm-hmm. stand on the street corner yelling at other black people for being stupid because they're not woke, mm-hmm. man. Y'all niggas ain't woke. Y'all <laughs> niggas stupid. Y'all dumb because y'all don't believe what I saw in the YouTube video. So are they a religion?
0: If they want to be.
3: Interestingly enough, uh, Paul had a run in with one of these uh guys at the gym that he goes to. Really. <laughs> Wait, with a black Israelite?
4: Yeah, those guys are nuts, man. You, you <laughs> see one of those dudes, you, you you go the other way quick. It's, it's no point even talking to him.
3: Anytime a black man in a bow tie calls you brother, don't trust that Say, nigga, brother. man.
4: <laughs> no, if they say if they say say before they say brother, you really need to not trust
3: me, <laughs> like, man. You got a bow tie. I don't trust no black people in bow ties. I'm sorry, man. It's just what wait. That? What
2: you got against bow ties? Yeah, is that like a stereotype? No, or it's
3: not a stereotype. That's, it is a
0: stereotype. That's
3: the uniform of a scammer. Oh wait, so you're trying,
0: a- you're trying to say that Dr. Corey Abear is a scammer?
3: Hell yeah! Hebert. All right, yo. So Hebert. why aren't churches taxed for real?
0: Because they have, well, one or two reasons. As I said, they've gone through the process of becoming a non-for-profit organization in the, in the eyes of the IRS or their grandfathered in. Meaning? Meaning that the tax code as applicable to 501c3 or non-profit organizations only came about at a certain time and it was proactive, not retroactive. So anything or any organization that that was in existence prior to didn't really need to become or file official paperwork to become a nonprofit organization. But if your um, congregation actually nets a certain amount of money, it would behoove you to become a 501c3 because then any contributions that someone makes to you, they would get benefit
3: let's talk about the black churches in the neighborhood we're talking Mm -hmm. about the neighborhood churches congregation of maybe 20 30 Mm -hmm. people are they typically 501 c3po's
0: yeah c3po's (laughs) absolutely they are
3: so they go through the process and no
0: no most most churches if you think about it the mom and pop churches congregations with 100 or fewer or um members probably are not 501c3 organizations they probably have not gone through the steps in the process of becoming tax exempt
3: so does that make them illegitimate no okay all right yo so if you make a living from the church now again let's 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 put it into two different uh brackets here first let's talk about the neighborhood, 20, 30, uh-huh. 40, 50 uh, member churches, right? If the pastor, if all of his income comes from the church, his lifestyle, his house, his cars, every dollar in his pocket comes from this church, this is his job. Uh-huh. Does he have to pay personal income tax?
2: Yes. I would say so. I would agree.
0: Yes. Because any, any, money, any money that you make from your trade is income. So while- well, let me tell you how he would pay taxes, though. Depending upon whether or not the IRS considers him an employee or an independent contractor.
3: I'm an independent contractor of God.
0: So Ooh. so if he is considered an independent contractor, then that's that whole Schedule C situation. But if he, <laughs> if he is a salary...
3: I, I do hair in <laughs> the basement of the church. Of the
0: church. That's right. So if he... Is instead a salaried employee, then that's a W two would go on his tax return, mm-hmm. just like just like any other W two.
3: Huh, that's interesting too. All right, so it's no secret that churches are big businesses, and Paul has actually some raised of them. Big church in general is big business. So Paul has actually raised some very good questions, which is why we are doing this episode today. So where should we draw the
4: line between profit and nonprofit, Paul? Well, the funny thing is that upon doing some research, I realized that the differences between profit and nonprofit are like ridiculously low. Um, I guess what I'm trying to say is to be deemed a nonprofit or not or not for profit. They're, they're different things, but similar. You really don't really have to do much, you know, to be a nonprofit or not for profit. All you have to do is fill out the paperwork. No, yeah yes yeah, the paper and you only have to you only have to state that you are in business to further a cause as a religious institution, not necessarily a church mm-hmm. whether it be the building or the church, you can just be a religious institution, sort of like what you guys talked about, like an independent contractor, even though um oh I, I read God. somewhere that that they still have to pay their uh, taxes though because the, that's income but for the just to be designated as a non for profit or not or a non profit, all you got to do is say I'm a religious institution. I'm furthering a cause, uh, I'm benefiting the community, or I'm here for a charity, and that's pretty much it. It has nothing to do with any monetary figure. Uh, any it, it, all it has to do with is your intentions as you state why you are in business. All it has and that's to do pretty with,
0: much it. All you all it has to do with is you filing the per- correct paperwork. Mm-hmm. It honestly and truly. I can be a non-profit organization if if I have the proper. And
3: still make a profit.
0: Well, non, non-profits or not-for-profit organizations still have profit. Like, think about UNICEF. Think about Red Cross. Fuck them. Think think, think about these mega churches like Joel Osteen's church. Fuck him. <laughs> Here you go. So, they do make, they have profits but they have non-profit status meaning that they are just exempt from paying taxes under the the internal revenue code
3: okay do we think that's fair
2: who is we
3: us let's go let's start with not you because you talk too much <laughs> becky <laughs> do you think that that's fair
2: um off the top of my head no i don't because i think that they can contribute to society just like any other organization should but don't they? The- no. Well, it, don't
3: think. we're gonna get into mm. bookkeeping but no mm. no, oh, shit just I mean, a what? couple months ago Joel o- Osteen, Osteen whatever his name is he was turning uh, flood victims away from his church that did not get flooded in hurricane we Wolf don't down. know that yeah we do
0: no we don't
3: man cameras don't lie Fake people news. don't lie
0: fake news
3: Nah, you he ever was heard of arson crafts away. he was turning people away you can't we arson don't. crafts no damn video you showing can, you that can,
0: you can arson uh, crafts nah. anything
3: Man, so yeah.
2: So no, I don't think it's fair.
3: There's very little oversight in most churches, especially these medium sized to small churches. There's very little oversight. There's very little transparency. So yeah. How do you let's, know? Let's which say, which
0: congregation which congregation do you belong to? You you are just say, making these blanket statements, but no. you have nothing to back them up.
3: Let me let me finish here. Thank you. Now, let's say I go to church every Sunday, and they pass around the collection plates, and in a black church, you will see the collection plate about six to seven times. Six to seven times before you even sit down for the service. That's a lie. So- I'm putting my money in this. You know they guilt you in to uh, nobody guilt you. Oh yeah, they do. No, they don't. I've been to plenty of black churches. So so have I. Every one of them has guilt. They don't guilt you. Don't don't speak for the churches that I've been. Okay, you so don't speak speak for the
0: churches that I've been to. Listen, you you are making blanket statements. Yes, I am. I've gone to. You are but you are
3: blanket. I've gone. Every statement that you've made is blanket. Okay, listen. I've gone to as I said. Many of black churches and all of the black churches that I have gone to. How many? Has guilted just too many to count. How many? Too many to count. Mm-hmm. And that's irrelevant. All right. Yeah, so, no,
0: it's not. You're look, making a me, statement. Let
3: me let me You're say making... what I got to say. Uh-huh. And you can rebut it later. So, no,
0: wait.
3: Refute?
0: Rebut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This black yeah. law and legalized. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So
3: anyway, yeah, I've gone to plenty of black churches. Mm-hmm. All of the black churches that I've gone to. I've watched them guilt their members. I've watched my own family members get guilted into giving more than they can afford to give for the so-called betterment or whatever, whatever the church's mission is. I've also watched these churches pocket the money. I've watched the pastors go buy Jaguars. I've watched the pastors go buy uh, of the churches
0: that you've been a member of.
3: Can I finish? Can I finish?
0: no. Answer the question.
3: I'll, I will answer any questions you have <laughs> once I'm finished saying mm-hmm. what I have to say. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I've watched this. I've a, I actually have pastors in the family who have, for all intents and purposes, been homeless their entire lives, who has this congregation that gives, 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 gives. Now, again, they're homeless. They're living with other family members, and they always have since- since I was a child now I've watched them go through fancy cars uh Paul can actually attest to this fancy cars jaguars uh benzes uh they bought multiple churches and all the money that came in they gave none of it back they've done nothing with it other than continue to buy For their personal goods right. right
0: so everybody in the world is not a person of God.
3: I didn't say that. I just said the places I've been. Now, right. Paul, let so me, that that's let, strictly
0: your experience.
3: Let's bring in our guest, Paul. What has your experience been? And uh, you can feel free to speak on the church that I'm referring to, uh, as I'm sure you're very familiar with.
4: Yeah, I'm I'm very familiar with that church and and ex- exactly the instances you're talking about. And I do remember that Jaguar very very well. <laughs> <laughs> that bitch was but, nice. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, but um, you know, I want I gotta I guess it's a couple points I want to hit on. I don't, I agree with Ann, right? I don't think they should be responsible to pay. Now, listen, hear me out. I don't think they should have to pay federal taxes. I don't think so. And just like Ann said, you know, you, you, you are donating money and you should not donate money or be a member of a church. If they don't make clear what the money's for, where it's going, how much they collected and how much they spent. Right. However, however, churches, do not pay property taxes. Now, there's a joke. I'm a Catholic. There's a joke about the Catholic church, right? They say the Catholic church is the largest real estate um, owner in the world. Mm-hmm. And in America, they don't have to pay taxes on their property, but around the world, they do have to pay taxes in many other countries. But I do think that in here in, in this country, right? You got, you know, I'm not trying to be part of it in terms of religion here, but um, I've been to a lot of churches also Protestant churches, because, you know, half half my family's Catholic, half my family's Protestant. Mm -hmm. And I'm not, I'm not just going to say black churches. I'm going to say Protestant. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I'm not saying all Protestants. I'm just lumping different non-Catholic churches into the same boat. That's what Protestant is. Right. The Catholic church is highly regimented in every single aspect of the mass. So you get every mass, you get a set time, a set, same point every mass for Mm -hmm. collection. And, and they, and, and on, on two collection days, they'll tell you before mass we have a second collection today. And they'll say it's for the priest's retirement, and that go that that's for the entire church, right? Mm-hmm. Or they'll say is this is to help um, the Catholic Charities uh, soup kitchen in uh, in the diocese. They'll tell you, and that's fine, you know. And the thing, the other thing is like once again, Catholic Church priests don't have houses. Priests don't have fancy stuff. Priests live at the church. Mm-hmm. Catholic priests as of 2008, make only $33,000 a year versus their Protestant counterparts. I'm not saying that's wrong. I'm just stating the facts and figures, mm-hmm. right? But the problem is a lot of these churches have a lot of money mm-hmm. and a lot of these churches don't always do exactly what they're supposed to do with Absolutely. that money. Now I'm not saying, I'm, I'm not saying what they, what, what I think they're supposed to do. What I'm saying is the stated, right. they stated, they stated
0: funds. purpose
4: their stated purpose mm-hmm. and that that's the issue i have when you find and, and you know that's when you run into and there are laws now to hold these churches accountable you know you gotta i, I can't remember the exact law but it's like it's almost like fraudulent accounting practices right you, and you basically you know, i guess what i what,
0: even even yeah, though it, you're it, a non-profit you do have to put forth tax returns and you have to tell yeah. you have to tell the federal government how much money you're taking in how much much money you're putting out but just How like much money, in, you're putting in right. Just like mm-hmm. anybody else, because priests and pastors and ministers and anybody else associated with a congregation or a religion, they are people, and as with anything else, people are that,
3: infallible. That
0: no, there are good people and there are bad people. Paul said it. There are people who are actually doing what what their stated purpose is, and there are people who, yes, they look at. A non-profit or they look at a religion or they look at a church and they go and they see dollar signs in, instead of i am leading people to god and i'm helping people along the way
3: in my experience that's all i've ever seen
0: right that's your experience but it's not my experience so in my okay. experience tell
3: us about wait hold yes. on hold on hold on let's in my, let's ask in you my as, if, experience, as if you were going to wait because i'm what, not that's right what, what, what is your experience, my experience with churches
0: I have had experiences where I've seen the the church used as a profit center for someone. I've had experiences where I've seen the church used as a nightclub for your next baby mama. I've seen. I've had experiences.
3: Look, write the address <laughs> for that one.
0: <laughs> right. I've had. I've. I've seen that. I've seen the bad in our churches and in our ministers. But I've also seen the good. I've seen people who genuinely care about leading others to God. I've seen people who they say our church has a mission and our mission is ministering to the soul as well as to the people. And if the people are suffering, I'm jumping into the breach and I am helping them. So and I've also seen churches
3: with that being said, right, How, how does one, let's say a person such as myself. Who has seen church after church after church after church that are all about the pastors making money, using it as, what did you call it? A financial uh game. No, nah, she used another word. Like <laughs> basically a fuckery. No, um, basically,
0: they're using it as a bank.
3: Yeah. So <laughs> when, when you go to church after church after church after church and that's all you see. I mean, at what point do you say, you know what? Fuck it. And get to where I'm at. It's like, fuck it. Fuck them all.
0: Actually, I think that you set yourself up to fail. It seems to me like it was self-fulfilling prophecies. You went in thinking, okay, I'm going to this church and they just go fuck over people too. No, I didn't
3: because, I mean, we're talking about from a child up until an adult. So it wasn't self-fulfilling. I just witnessed what I witnessed and it was the same thing over and over. But in
0: every congregation that you've ever been to.
3: Yes, every single one.
0: And- this is this is leads me back to how do you know that they weren't doing any good? How involved were you in these congregations?
3: I was involved enough to watch family members get ripped off and the pastors just disappear off the face of the earth uh, I've been involved enough as I said I have two family members that are pastors and I've watched them rip off the like the the people they would target for their congregation were, I don't I, I don't want to use Hillary Clinton's words, but I'm going to say the the baskets of deplorables. <laughs> people that were probably former drug addicts, people who had no direction, they had nothing nothing to hold on to. They I guess you would call them lost souls. So
0: basically they preyed on people that were downtrodden, you said. Right. So-, so
3: I watched them take advantage of these people and not give a shit about these people afterwards.
0: Right, so like I say, so
3: you have to go it, through that over and over and over until you find one that. I mean, you might even get to the point like we we look at the last presidential election, Clinton versus Trump, where no one liked either one. And but you pick you, you to, pick the one right that
0: the the devil the the devil you know or the the one the least bad of the bad. Yeah,
3: there you go. So you have to go through all that again. Now, not everyone has that experience, but in my experience, it's like at what point do you just say, you know what? I'm tired of going from place to place to place, getting ripped off, watching people get ripped off. You know, I'm going to start my own church.
0: No, the thing here, here's the thing. I guess that's where for me, that's where faith comes in it. And then seeing with spiritual eyes and not physical eyes, because you can, you can test the temperature and the temperament of a congregation. You don't have to be there for very long to know exactly what their focus is. My current, my current congregation. I mean, it is a big congregation, but it's a small family and they are not about fleecing black America. Hold on.
3: I need to say (laughs) fleecing black America. They're
0: not about fleecing black America. They are about helping people. So the thing is, is though, because I don't know about this whole black America focus because it is not just
3: our our podcast is our target demographic is black folks and.
0: But I'm saying can, all
3: folks. I can speak for most black folks that they've all been to at least one of these churches in the strip mall. Right, but you can see the empty the landmark is, mall is, though, in Alexandria, you can, Virginia. You can
0: see those. You can walk in and know what you're walking into. It does not take long it does not take years for you to sit in a congregation and know that the pastor got a
3: problem. Well then why? Okay, so you and I, we share a mutual acquaintance that has gone to a specific church for years on end and has paid out of the ass. Like, you know, they say uh tithing is 10%. She's probably given at least 30% of everything she owns. They send their pastors on trips. They uh they pay these exorbitant fees to sing in the choirs. They pay, uh oh, pastor's wife's birthday coming up. Oh, the anniversary's coming up. She wants this $600 dress we have to uh put in for that. And oh, my pastor takes care of me. What has your pastor done to take care exactly.
0: of exactly? So
3: why he, is she still so, there? So Can so she wait, not so, see so, it?
0: so here's the thing: you need to ask that person because apparently there there is something that they are seeing in that church that keeps them there. Because people are not people are not blind, and the person that you're speaking about is definitely not blind about their money. So there is a reason that that person is there hmm. Right. So there is something that that ministry is doing for her that she's connected to.
3: Man. So I, it's, I, it's I not just...
0: all about. And then you talking about pastors going on trips and this and, that and the other. Mm-hmm. OK, they the pastor is an employee of the church, you know, just like the CEO is an employee of AT&T. Right. I got you. you, so, I got you. so. So tell me the CEO go on trips.
3: Uh, so, Paul? so
0: why the pastor can't go on a trip?
3: Paul, what's your take on these types of pastors? Um, Well, first, just your opinion. And second, do you think that this specific type of pastor or church that we're speaking about, do you think they should be charged with anything such as fraud?
4: You know, I think a major difference. I think that we need to draw kind of a line between churches that are independent. The government also has different sets of criteria to meet if you're an independent church rather than an established church with a creed, right? So let's just say, but when I grew up, you know, I, I spent a lot of time going to my mother's and my family's church, Robert's Memorial, um, AME, and that pastor there is an employee of the church. The people bring that pastor in, and that pastor is an employee of the people that run that church, the board, right? as opposed to churches that are started by someone who also doubles as the minister. That's, I think those are the churches that you see a lot of this impropriety from, where the person running the church is the one that's also the pastor, meaning they call the shots, they pay themselves. Mm-hmm. I think that's where you get a lot of those issues from, because when you go to uh, you got, you, know, you got the Southern Baptists, you've got uh, African Methodists, um, you got Episcopalians, all those churches are organized bodies that have govern- governing systems. So it's a little harder to get away with, and I like the word fleecing, to get away with mm-hmm. fleecing people when, you know, you got the Presbyterians. Presbyterian means it's run by the congregation. You know, th- those people, they, they expect their pastor to, to adhere to certain standards, right? Now, I'm not saying all of, all of those congregations are perfect because you still have a lot of sure. shysters that, that come in there. And you got a lot, you know, you still have shysters. I mean, just like every single thing, I, let, let me draw a parallel, right? A lot of Republicans say that, you know, welfare should be cut because you got people who abuse the system.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Well, you got people that also don't. So th- th- if you can't change laws because you got a couple people who are going to take advantage, because it's always going to be somebody to take that advantage. will take advantage. So, right. Always. So, you know, I think the issue should be. All right. Let, let me give another example of my church, Catholic Church. There was an archbishop. Um, he, he is the head of an of a ecclesiastical province because our church Donald. is broken down into geographical regions. <laughs> He was he <laughs> Bishop of now mm-hmm. he was he's a guy from he was he was the head he was the Archbishop of the um Atlanta ecclesiastical province.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: He actually got in trouble because he found out that he bought a big mansion with the church's funds the church is is run from Rome mm-hmm. and it was under the guise of saying this is going to house his priests in the diocese to come to have retreats and to be like an abbey. Found out that he was just living there, and he was using the church, um, the diocese, archdiocese money as a slush fund, pretty much. He actually got defrocked, and I, I, I want to say that he got stripped of his uh, arch, being an archbishop. I may be wrong, but I do know it was, it was public, and, and um, he was called to task. Flip side, you got some people who um, you know, have their own churches. I'm going to use Creflo Dollar. The issue he had with the—I think that was him—with the private jet, and I will say— People that were in his church held him accountable and said, why do you need a jet? Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, it, it, it all, uh, you know, it's kind of one of those things where, like, I see what Ann is saying, where you got to hold your people accountable. If you see something suspect, you know, you can't just trust everything somebody says, like your pastor says, I'm taking care of you, I'm taking care of you. But yet, you still got people struggling. You know, sister so-and-so is getting evicted, that's right. but pastor mm-hmm. just got his third Mercedes. Right. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It, like that.
0: And you're absolutely right when I say it about accountability. Mm-hmm. In, in my congregation, there is a board of directors that we every year, you know, there are accountants that go through all of the all of the information from everything that has been donated there. There's like I said, the board will go through everything. They put out statements about money that's been collected, where that money has gone. You know, the pastor, we're talking about some of these mega churches that Dan on drugs is talking about pastors don't even receive a salary like I know Franklin Avenue pastor Luda he doesn't even receive a salary and this is considered oh that's
3: the dude oh that's the big bill and it looks like an old school Luda he'd be like I'll Frank- that nigga named Luda <laughs> <Nah>. AK- <laughs> hey.
0: stupid on uh on Franklin I, Avenue I know you're talking you know about. what Just I'm saying you he- come over
3: the bridge right. he the doesn't even uh-huh. he
0: doesn't even receive a salary he did not he doesn't receive a salary and he doesn't want one like his congregation is always trying to buy him cars and things of that nature. And then he always turns them down. He always like one time they went behind him, his back and they purchased one for him and he made them take it back because.
3: Wait, can you take a car back? Why can't you? I mean, that that's another episode, I guess. Okay.
0: <laughs> but these, these are, as we are saying, accountability. So if you're sitting in a congregation and as Paul was saying, my light's about to get cut off, but the pastor got diamonds and rubies on mm-hmm. every finger. That's an issue.
3: I have a problem with that as well. So, Becky, what, what has been your experience in going to church? All right, I'm going to stop picking on black churches, but, you know, Becky, <laughs> save me, Becky, save me. Uh,
2: okay, well, um, the majority of my experience with church has been in the black church. Um, my parents were highly involved in the church when I was young. Um, my father um, even became a deacon within the church. My mother, as well as my brother and I, were uh, in the choir. Um, Many charge y'all to be in a choir? Hmm? Did y'all yeah. have to pay choir dues? No, How much?
0: no, hmm. we didn't
2: have to pay choir dues. Hmm. Okay. Um, from what I can recall. I mean, I was a <laughs> child, so my mama could have paid it. Um, did
3: your parents used to give you, like, the little dollar bill to hold on? And then when the collection plate came along, you put your little dollar in there? Yeah, and, like, you I did, did that.
2: I was also an usher in the church. I well,
0: Wait, hold on. Usher? Let me, let me stop you right there. Because saying that dollar, mm-hmm. they used to give us a dollar, and we used to hold it and go and buy candy after church. We just, couldn't just, do that. Like, my grandma
3: would fold up a dollar, like, <laughs> and we stand in a line coming out the house. She'd be like, this one for you. And I'm telling you, if you did not put that cuz I tried that one time, I tried to pass the <laughs> plate on, grandma gave me that look like, "Nigga, I wish you would."
1: <laughs> oh
0: yeah, we use it. We'd be like, Psh, "Man, we'll um, catch y'all next Sunday."
3: All right, so, so you was the ushers and yeah. um okay. So
2: yeah, my family was highly, I guess, involved in the, in the black church. Um my parents were responsible for starting the children's church at the church.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um my dad even put in a um a baptism pool <laughs> right in the church um so to say that do you think that you
0: were fleeced
2: not financially I th- I think that's the 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 difference um
3: however I can it, sense one
2: yeah it came to, to to more so I believe uh politics with my family uh mm-hmm um my dad donated a lot of his time and a lot of his efforts and took time away from you know family family mm-hmm. in order to do things at the church and he just i i feel that he just didn't feel appreciated for any of his efforts true that or valued sometimes. i guess valued okay and what so.
3: makes you what makes you say he wasn't appreciated
2: um he stopped going to church but so his e- so his so
0: his experience ultimately Turned him away from the church.
2: Yeah.
3: Right. But what makes you say he was unappreciated? I mean, did he voice that? And did he say how they made him feel unappreciated? Um What was he expecting, I guess,
2: in return? I think that he was basically overwhelmed or overexerted.
0: Because once he started doing he, something, it was like, okay, you continue to do that. And right. Now it you was can more so an obligation. Sound like somebody else I know.
3: Well, why can't, I mean, why wouldn't. If you feel overwhelmed, you just say no. I ain't doing
2: it because you feel it, you feel guilty and you feel obligated. So, like I said, it wasn't more so the the money. I mean, even though he did use some of his, you know, own, own. He, he donated um, or contributed toward some of the the activities and events that went on in the church. Um, it it I didn't feel like I couldn't eat because they decided that they wanted to donate money to <laughs> money the church. To the church. Right. They still had you know their own personal finances, and okay. I didn't feel like I was. So um,
3: in in saying that, it sounds like your experience with church has not been a bad one.
2: No, For the most part, no. Um,
3: so have you ever been to any of the type of churches that I've gone to my entire life?
2: And I think not. You need to give church another
0: try because it's se- like I said. It seems as if you were constantly in a situation where you were placed in congregations who were not set up to prosper anybody except the ministers.
3: Yeah, and that's what that's why I keep saying black churches because that's all I've gone to. And to be honest, it's- black black churches are what has turned me off from church. Period. But
0: see, the thing is, is how involved have you been in other churches, Caucasian churches, I've gone, I've Asian churches, my, Spanish churches?
3: My mother and my brother here is a uh, Catholic. They're Catholic. I've been to many Catholic churches. All right. Been, so, how have, so how involved? services.
0: So how involved?
3: In the Catholic church, I have not been involved other than going to the services. I'm a parishioner.
0: Right. So you really I do a
3: parishioner. Paul, would that make me a parishioner if I go to a Catholic church?
4: No, you have you can be a visitor of the church, but you're not a parishioner unless you register at the parish,
3: but you haven't you so you
0: haven't seen behind the veil, so no. to speak. So you don't know so you don't know what's going because i can I can promise you that in any organized religion, there's always bad apples,
3: and I've seen them all. I mean, so because
0: right. think about the Catholic Church and pedophilia. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're not talking about fleecing people out of money, but we're talking about fleecing them out of dignity.
3: Okay, you know? I haven't seen that. And the Catholics, wait, you
0: ha- you haven't seen it?
3: No, the Catholic churches that I've been to, I have never been um, approached like, "Hey, <laughs> let me <laughs> touch you" or anything. I've never heard you were any too stories.
0: Old. You ain't that. No, cute I was either. actually I
3: was young when I when I was going to Catholic churches. You know, you were not to- that cute though. The Catholic Church on Telegraph Road multiple times. Um, all right, so let's let's get back to the list here. Can can a pastor be charged with fraud?
0: Absolutely.
3: Okay, and I mean, and legally, nobody, what would he need to do?
0: Nobody is above the law. So if you are if you are misappropriating funds for your personal use, and and once again, that's when you just can't be inactive in your congregation. If if you know. That your pastor is stealing funds. If you know that your pastor is um, filing false returns, then you have to be active enough in your in your congregation to point it out. I mean, it's not like the police are going to come in and go, "Stop! You've been committing fraud." Okay. Somebody somebody has to actively go in and audit this congregation and then blow it up, so to speak.
3: All right now uh since there is the whole separation between church and state and blah 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 churches churches are tax exempt paul made mention of the mega churches that require you to submit your either your w-2s or your um tax returns what now
0: i don't know that i don't know that to be true i I mean that's that's pretty much for me in my experience that's full that's folklore. I've, I've, never, I've never seen it.
3: I've seen it once. One of my friends actually got kicked out of Daryl um, Brister's Brister? church because the her parents would not give, I don't remember, it was either their tax return or their W-2, one or the other. But the church wants to make sure that you are giving your 10%. So here's my thing. If y'all don't pay taxes, y'all are tax exempt. Why the fuck y'all worried about my taxes? And why should I have to um, provide you with any type of financial documentation?
0: You shouldn't, because once again, that's between you and your God. Mm-hmm. You, you, the pastor of the church and the board of, of executors or anybody else that is in leadership in the church, your role is to guide. So what the Bible tells you about tithing is to bring your your seed or to bring your fruit into the storehouse. So that there may be meat in God's house. So, I mean, you have a congregation and especially if it's a, is if it's a larger congregation, you're talking about light bills, water bills, phone bills, you know, you have bills just like anybody else. So you're sitting down in a congregation two and three times a week. Lights have to be paid. Water has to be paid. So yes, it's not like you're paying to go to church, but you're paying for the upkeep of the church and what you want to give and what you tend to give that is strictly between you and God, because God holds you accountable for that. The minister or the pastor of the church or, or the members or the board, that's not their job. The job is not to hold you accountable for ten percent. That's between you and your God.
3: Okay. Uh Paul, are you familiar with these mega churches that require you to submit W twos or tax returns?
4: Yeah, there's a couple in Maryland. One thing about anybody that's from the DC area knows that it is some mega churches in, 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 in PG County. And I'm not gonna name the churches, but I knew one of them personally um, through, you know, direct exposure. They required members, first of all, they had VIP seating what oh, wow. you get a seat up close or you get a seat in the um in the balcony and you had to pay a certain fee to get those seats. And the other church had a policy where in order to become a, a member of that church, when you fill out your membership form, you had to submit your finan your financial information and turn over the access to your bank records to oh. that church and they'll call you. They will call you up and say, uh, it says here you made three thousand dollars last month and you only gave forty dollars last month. <laughs> To the church, wait, and they would and demand that you give your your ten percent, or else you would not be a member of the church anymore.
0: And they are still in existence.
3: Man, hold on, we're gonna have to name this church. They,
0: wait, they're they, can't are, name they are wait they are still in existence.
4: Oh, it's a massive church. Yes, it's a all I said it's a it's a massive Baptist church in Southern PG County.
0: Good Lord, and and people actually mm-hmm. they
4: oh. but see, and but see this is what Daniel was alluding to earlier, and I do agree with him on this, even though. Sometimes when people really, really like something, because a lot of these mega churches, as opposed to being about the church, they all, it's almost like they're about the entertainment,
1: mm-hmm.
4: where they make you feel happy to be there. And a lot of these people sometimes get, get taken advantage of because they're happy. So then the pastor rips them off, the pastor says, well, if you really, let, let me, let me, let me give it a, a type of, the, these type of churches, the name, they call them prosperity churches. Mm-hmm. A lot of these prosperity churches say, if you give me X amount of dollars, you'll be rewarded financially, mm-hmm. or you haven't given me enough money and you're mm-hmm. not doing your part, you're not tithing correctly. And that's where people, even though they may, they may not realize they're being taken advantage of because they're being, they're being sold a bill of goods. Well, you're, you're not praying hard enough. May you get, you got to give 20 more dollars and pray harder. And if you don't get that reward, they'll say, "Oh, you're not praying hard enough. You're not right. praying hard enough." And, and I've seen that. I've seen that personally. You know before I, before I went back to the Catholic Church, I was a member of another Baptist Church. Uh, it was an independent one. Um, they actually made me a full-blown atheist for about five years. I said, oh. you know, I have a hard time believing this is God." And then I really had to come back to make myself understand if that was whatever I think of, of what God is, that wasn't it and that church left a real bad taste in my mouth that's yeah. that's that's a third church that's another church that, that's the church that was, was in with, uh, uh virginia so, I
0: mean, the church that you're it, talking it, about that is leaving a really bad taste in my mouth and i don't even know because i
3: believe that church too i might be wrong but i think i know the church that paul's talking about since he won't name them i won't but uh, i do believe that was if not the first one of the first churches to have multiple atms installed in their church.
0: That makes, see, mm-hmm. that, honestly, that makes no sense to me. Unless, like you said, these people have smoke blown up their asses and you're just there because of the prestige. You know, a lot of people get caught up in that. You know, oh, I'm a member of yeah. X, Y, and Z church. And it's like, oh, you a member of that church? Mm-hmm. So people get caught up in that. But that's people who are, and not saying that everybody is like that. But that's people who, as I said, are not there for spiritual growth. They're there because, all right, these, these I can go to church and hobnob with this one and that one and that one. And I can say that I've gone to this church and this is my church and this is my pastor. And I get some of that shine that they have reflect it all for me that's crazy to me because
3: i paid two thousand dollars a month for my seats. y'all just mm -hmm. hating on me because whatever
0: there's no way in hell nobody about to tell me you need to show me your Mm w-2s your Three years worth of tax returns. You sound like the, the divorce court.
1: You sound like so, child support court.
4: Two more. You, you know one thing though. I, the only way I would not have a problem with a church saying, "Hey, these these this VIP section is five hundred dollars a month." The only way I wouldn't have a problem with that is if every other seat was free and all that VIP money went to a specific like charity missions or, call. or something
1: like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: yeah. So
3: two more two
1: more
4: yep,
3: questions yep. for the churches. All right. So we're just gonna go around the room real quick. Uh, we're gonna start with and cuz she talks too much um Shut up. do y'all think that cuz again i've been saying black churches black churches black churches that's all i know all i've really been to um do you think that they're more prone to prey on their congregations any more than others
0: i think any any congregation that set up has the potential to prey on anybody because when you you talk about when you get spirituality involved and people tend to become emotional about religion so when you when you combine that any any church has the potential to be able to fleece so any and and that's not it's not a black thing it's an asian thing it's a it's a caucasian thing because like i was saying think about
3: if you think about no. it no this is a no you don't think that black churches are more prone to, i do not okay becky i agree you agree with what?
2: I agree with uh Justin. I don't think that they're more prone um but you do see the they're highlighted I think right, more. Right, they show it more. Um I I reminded of uh Jim Baker and Tammy Baker mm-hmm. in the 80s. They mm-hmm. built that whole like, like amusement par- mm-hmm. uh, that whole amusement park <laughs> basically. Oh, yeah. Uh retreat or whatever you want to call it. Um and they are they fleeced their flock. And look, so. what, that's right. Look what happened.
3: Okay. Tammy so now, Tammy
2: wind up
0: crying all over the place ooh, with our spite eyes.
3: I'm gonna say I do believe that <sighs> they uh are more prone to prey on their congregations. Now, I, I'm gonna say You're predisposed. Wait, no, I'm gonna let me give you my my uh Reason. my deep dive here, which is I believe that the poor and disenfranchised are taking advantage of. Period in the United States, it happens to be that Black people are disproportionately more poorer. I don't think so. More poorer. They have the, more. Let me let me get my Caucasian shit off, people man.
0: On welfare than Black. Okay,
3: people. let me Just get so my let me know. get my shit off.
0: Don't get your shit off. The
3: the disparity. Do that after I leave. The disparity between white wealth and black wealth, white education and black education, there's there's a huge disparity. So I think that the people at the bottom no no matter what race they are the poor people the uneducated the disenfranchised are always taken advantage of and in our in our case that just so happens to be black people for the most part not saying not saying that every black people people in the
0: republican party got taken advantage of and and they wasn't black people but but just saying
3: they they got like a lot of their hatred and stuff is towards black people so if we can Vote for Donald Trump, knowing that he is going to harm black people. I mean, whatever. But so that that's I look at it like that, that the poor and disenfranchised and then you got the disparity of wealth. I think poor people are taking advantage. of.
0: Right. But but if you think about like I said, when you think about welfare and people who are on public assistance, Mm-hmm. There are more Caucasian people on public assistance, but than there's there also black
3: people. more Caucasian people. But, period.
0: Right. So having so if if we're following your logic, mm-hmm. white people get taken advantage of more than black people.
3: In in some cases. So yes. if, if
0: you're talking about the poor, I mean, Let, let's look as at. Becky let's, said, let's, let's also minute. look as, at metro areas. As too. Becky said, black people being taken advantage of is highlighted more than anything else. That's just like in in disproportionately black people are on the news when you're, we're talking about murder. Disproportionately black people are portrayed as pimps and drug dealers and prostitutes and any, anything that is the detritus and the worst of the worst in the world. Right. So disproportionately, well, let's look we at, are portrayed as any look, and everything. Let's
3: look at the metro area though. Let's, let's take New Orleans for example. Now let's just set church aside, right? Mm-hmm. New Orleans is majority black, right? Would you say that there are equal economics as far as black and white in New Orleans? Depends. I mean,
0: the, it, honestly, I don't, I don't know the stats on me neither. Well, There's I mean, black I, law and I, liberal saying, law. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I don't know the stats on wealth distribution in the greater New Orleans area. I really can't say. But when, when you think about the poor and disenfranchised that's quite often portrayed as black and brown people that's
3: what i see in new orleans <laughs> now i know that there are poor white folks out here but what i see in new orleans and again i grew up in dc and i can tell you that even today back back when i was born in the 80s from the 80s until now the the wealth disparity has been is is there's a wide gap like i mean
0: but that's honestly if you if you think about it nationwide there is a gap between rich and poor but when you're talking about who is on that poor spectrum poor runs the gamut in the, you know, it's not in just
3: places i've been it's
0: not just black
3: in the places i've been it has been uh yo paul do you know uh off the top of your head as far as dc goes the how the economics break down
4: oh man i know the gap between a rich and poor in, in that area is is asked is ridiculous Mm -hmm. Um, and black people are are a lot worse off than than their white counterparts in that area but the thing is you know it's one of those things where it depends on where you live metro areas you got more but more so much more poor black people than you got poor whites as opposed to rural areas you know Mm -hmm. Uh, but you know you got a lot more poor whites by numbers but by percentages you got a lot more poor blacks blacks are by percentage the the poorest group of people in the united states even less than latino. So by percentages black people tend to be a lot more poor than any other group in this country.
3: So that that's what I'm saying is I think it's people taking advantage of the poor and it just so happens to be us. So uh Paul, how do you feel? Do you think that um black churches are more prone to taking advantage of their congregations?
4: Uh you know, yes and no. I say yes for one reason because a lot of black churches in in by, you know, I guess just kind of the way it works out poor churches like we like we said a second ago tend to be a lot of these independent churches and when you get these independent churches they tend to not have a lot of oversight they don't have a lot of uh, congregants who are you know involved uh, I guess in tune think. to this stuff yeah. yeah or or they may just be renting renting a space so when you rent a space it's a little harder to see where your money is going because you don't have anything tangible to say this is where the money is going to but mm-hmm. buying but by, by, by as, as a whole i don't think that it, it's like any ra- any real reason other than poverty. I don't think it's like oh well, black people get ripped off more than white people in equal situations. I think people of the same situ- in the same situations, socioeconomic class. I think the instances are probably, and this is just off the top of my head here, are probably almost similar. If if they can actually keep an accurate count of how many of these people actually get ripped off um, in these churches. All right,
0: think, they- but let's let's take it back. To nonprofits and not just churches, because I mentioned Red Cross. Think about how many people give money to Red Cross. Think fuck about, the Red Cross. Think about how many people give United money Way to mm-hmm. right ASPCA. um fuck them Children's people. Children's Relief Fund. Think. I mean, think about. Think
3: fuck them. Hold on. Are they <laughs> on the list? Hold on. Uh, okay, I don't. See you know.
0: Them. So think about the people who give money to all of these nonprofits. And they don't know where that money
3: goes. That's that's true. And I have a problem with that. So let let's wrap up wrap up the church here with um I wanna just kinda share some personal anecdotes before we just completely wrap the episode up here. Look, going back to the black churches, right? <laughs> so I'ma share I'm gonna share this with y'all. Uh and I would hope Paul would share maybe some of his uh his views or his uh those five years when he became an atheist, what kinda made him become an atheist and how he found his way back but the story i'm gonna tell is a story of two young fellas that just wanted to play band instruments the the other guy uh full disclosure is paul so paul was a drummer no i was a drummer someone was a drummer and we they had band instruments and they tricked us right so (laughs) they was like uh this pastor was like yeah you know, no one's going to be at the church on these days. So if y'all want to come by, play the instruments, whatever. So it was like, cool, man. We shit. We just want to go play. We can play these types of instruments in our homes. So we go on the day that he said no one was going to be there. We roll up and there's a few cars in the parking lot, which was a little strange. We was like, man, I thought no one was supposed to be here. So we was like, I don't know. Maybe, you know, it's a couple people in here, whatever. So we walk in and there's like a full blown service or something going on. <laughs> and you know we're looking they at each other and playing yeah
0: the-
3: <laughs> and the so music. we was like all right well maybe they just wrapping it up or something so we just kind of hang out we standing in the back We ain't sit down or nothing. we're just standing there so the pastor looks at us and say oh dan on drugs and paul come up here to the front of the church they now knew you
2: were on drugs back then
3: too huh nah <laughs> i'm just using my name today <laughs> um so we was like looking at everyone and we there were some family members in there too and they're like yeah go go ahead up there so we're like man we looked at each other like man let's just go up here right quick cause we thought it was, I mean I can speak for myself I thought it was gonna be like some kind of introduction thing like <laughs> hi I'm the guy that's gonna be playing these instruments that I don't even think they fucking had instruments
4: I was going, to, I was getting ready to say we should have knew something was up there wasn't no drums
3: <laughs> there was no instruments so for the next 25 to 30 minutes we standing up there and he is like you know i just i have a bad feeling about y'all leaving here today i feel like something bad is going to happen to (laughs) you two boys when you leave here something that might cause you to cross over you might get in a car accident when you (laughs) leave here and you might die and i just feel it you know i hear the spirit i hear the spirits telling me that i need to save you two right now so, again, me and Paul made eye contact like this nigga out of his fucking mind. We ain't doing this shit. So he's like, all I need for you to do is to repeat after me. So we looking at each other again like, well, so we're here. This this is where we are now.
4: No, no, let me stop you. I don't think he even said repeat after me. I think he asked us a simple question, but I'll let you, I'll let you finish it. Oh, yeah. It.
3: Yeah. No, that's that's how he got you. So, um, yeah, we, we, we just standing there like, nah, we good. We good. We just we just here to play the drums, boss. We just here to play the <laughs> drums. So uh, the dude like no, nah, no. Nah. And now everyone in the audience is looking at us like we just some fucking heathens like that is the devil up there. He doesn't want to get saved by pastor so-and-so. That's not why we here. So 30 literally 30 minutes at the point. Paul is hunched over. He got flat feet, so he can't stand for I long periods off. of time. <laughs> so he's like bending forward on his knees like you ever seen a football player or a sports player tired how they go down to it. So again, we like, nah man. And we was trying not to be rude. I mean, people's grandparents was there. It's like, you don't wanna say fuck you, motherfucker, and just walk out because then you can't go over grandma's house and eat. So <laughs> it's like huh? after a while he's just talking and like I don't even remember half of the shit he was saying. But the dude uh says, Okay, well let me ask you this, Paul. Do do you love Jesus Christ? So Paul's <laughs> like, Yeah, man, whatever. So do you uh, you know, so do you do you accept Jesus? So yeah okay well, yeah so again he said the same thing to me it's like how about you do you love jesus <laughs> yeah yeah okay, i guess well do you accept jesus christ okay um well did you have it go get the oil go get the earl as they say down here so <laughs> then came got the oil put the oil and you know what after that we just look at each other and like man let's go man let's just go so i know my grandmother was pissed for a long time because of that it's like, I can't believe he did that to y'all boys. You were sitting there. We we like kids at the time. You could have said something, Grandma. Like So, yeah, Paul, you I'm tough. yeah, you remember that day, man. <laughs> Anything else yeah, you want to add? About,
4: we was about 16, 15, 16 years old. I remember that. We trying to be polite. And like, you tricked us into being saved. How You you know, he was saying, I got baptized as a Catholic as an adult. What if I was baptized already as a Catholic? We don't do re-baptism. <laughs> like, you can't do that, man.
1: He tricked you to trick be into,
3: he tricked being into being saved. He tricked you into being saved. And that yeah, and that's, that's the right. motherfucker that's been homeless his whole life. <laughs> mm. But uh so Paul, about about your atheism, you know, the, the stint you did. So I'm I'm sure it was incidents like that. I know you it was a different church. Um it was incidents like that that kind of caused you to say, Fuck this, none of this is real.
0: I think earlier he said it was because of the mega church that wanted his W twos
3: nah. and stuff, huh? Nah, he ain't go to no mega church. Uh, yeah,
4: it's it, it's a mega church now. It wasn't at the time. I will say that I, I recently learned when I went back home that it was that it's now a mega church. As yeah. I'm, I was actually surprised. Um, you know, I my father, and my, half my family's Catholic. Um, you know, I've always I spent more time with my father, my grandfather, so I, I've always known about the church and what the church is and things that I just did as normal life was actually Catholic stuff like traditions and all that. Right, so. You know, I didn't go to church a lot as a kid, but I went a couple times as an adult and I was in the fire department. I was maybe 20, 21. And, you know, I went to a, to a, to a church a few times. It was a Baptist church. And, you know, first time was okay. But then the second time I'm like, okay, why are we praying for 17 straight minutes, standing up? That's not what you're supposed to do. Why are we, well, I'm not going to say what you're supposed to do. I'm going to say what, I, what, what, what the Catholic church do. I don't think, I'm like why are we doing this? Then it got to the point where he would call people to the front. Nobody would want to come. Then he would get up there and shame everybody for not coming. Then he would mm-hmm. say things like, I'm going to go to heaven if I die today. I'm all right. I don't know about y'all. Yeah. Y'all ain't right. Yeah. I'm all right. I'm like, who are you to, to, to anoint yourself as as, as, as as a saint, right? So then he just starts shaming people, shaming people. And then when people don't have enough money, this collection plate looking a little skimpy today. Mm-hmm. Y'all y'all ain't right. Y'all ain't right. Y'all must want to stay in this building. Y'all. It just The whole church service was shaming people for everything. Mm-hmm. And I got a little sick of that. You know, pretty much telling everybody else, you're not good enough. I am because y'all, because I'm the pastor, and that's it. So I stopped going. I said, I, 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 I said, what I believe God is ain't that. What I was accustomed to ain't that. And that was even a lot different than the AME church I went to. An AME church is actually similar to the Catholic church with the creed and all. It, it's not, it, you know, they all come from the same thing. So anyway, I, I, full disclosure, I had some bad times in my life. <laughs> so... I took, you know, my name was Paul on drugs. Wasn't Ah. exactly the best. I took something that wasn't exactly quite right. And I remember I was on the couch at home and I have an old 80-something-year-old rosary. I I keep it all the time. Even when I was atheist. I always had it. And it just happened to be next to me. I remember I was laying on the couch. I was hot and cold at the same time. I said, man, I'm going to die. I said, I'm going to die. So I did that rosary. I said, I did a Hail Mary. I said, my Hail Mary. I said, if I don't die today, then i get back into the church and I'll go get baptized and go back to where I belong. And I didn't die that day. So I, <laughs> ne- I immediately <laughs> the, the next week Dude, myself see, I up for it, and I became baptized Easter vigil 2013 and confirmed. Yeah. And I've been strong ever since. Let me add. Let me add <laughs> a little bit story. to
3: that story. Uh, now, I'm at our warehouse cleaning it out uh, at my current job. And I start getting text messages.
1: Oh, Jesus. And the text messages. <laughs> God, I text you. <laughs>
3: man, oh, I Man, the text messages reads, hey, man, you know where my rosary at? I'm like, no. <laughs> Why would I know that? <laughs> hey, man, nah, the joint real old, man. Like, my grandfather gave it to me, man. Look, I just, I feel like I need it. You know where it's at? It's, nah, man, I don't know where it's at. Man, I think I'm tripping right now, though, man. I think I'm tripping, man. Like, I see religion. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Like, I like I just put Wait, my phone in my did pocket. Did he just and say
0: I see religion? Man,
3: I believe it says something like that. <laughs> so I just put my phone in my pocket and stop responding. I'm like, man. This dude he tripping. dude going through something, man. But uh, <laughs> yo, speaking of that, uh church too, right? I, I do wanna throw this other thing out here too. Is we do have a friend, uh friend of ours growing up who lost his uh child. Uh at the child's funeral, I believe, uh now Paul oh. was Paul was there for this. Um so he can take over. But uh, I do believe it was a Baptist church. The pastor during the funeral service placed the blame on the parents and told them the reason why your child
4: died is because you were not married. Mm-hmm. Take it away. Yeah, that was that was that was that was that was messed up. And my friend actually had to get up and leave at that point. His 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 child was born. Uh, I don't I don't remember if it was a Baptist church. But I know it was one of those independent churches. It was off um what was that Smoketown Road or something like that. And um, I remember his daughter was premature, was born like in five and a half, six months, something five and a half months, and actually held on for like a year almost.
1: Oh my God. And
4: passed away. And at the church, at the, at the funeral, the pastor got up there, didn't know him from anybody. The pastor got up there and turned it into a church service and said, The reason why your baby is dead is because y'all wasn't married, and maybe this is what it's going to take for y'all to get married. And everyone was kind of like, Wow, did he say that? I was pissed. I wanted to punch dude in the face. I know my friend wanted to punch dude in the face, but he just got up and walked out. And that that that, that was that was messed up. He's like, "Wow, that's that's pretty messed up, man." That 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 was during my atheist period too. And that was that was something that I saw that was like, "Man, there's another bad experience that kind of reaffirms my belief that this is BS." And um, mm-hmm. it's kind of like what Ann said earlier. You kind of got to find somewhere that is right to you, and it, you can find some bad ones out there now. It, I learned that you can't let the bad ones jade you from everything because ultimately it's somewhere out there that's not shady and not crooked. That's right. But that place was shady and crooked.
3: Hell yeah. Uh, Becky, any personal experiences or anecdotes you want to share?
2: Nothing as uh, salacious or um, or upsetting that uh, experience that, that you all had. But, I mean, I think most of my experiences in the church have been pretty vanilla. <laughs> There's nothing uh baby yeah yeah nothing really uh extraordinary about my experiences at the church and well there was one particular experience
0: that i would like to share much like um yours though well not i wasn't tricked into being saved but i did have um a family member i went to church with them and their pastor was a so-called one of these knock you out Because your soul, your soul been knocked out, knock you out type of pastor. Mm -hmm. So this was right after Hurricane Katrina. And um, we were at the congregation and he wanted to pray for us because we had lost everything. So we had seen him like, I'm sitting in this congregation looking around like, I need to go. Because we had seen him, like, touching people. You know, the type of people you touch people on your forehead and the people fall out. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we had seen him doing that the whole congregation, the whole time that we were in church. So, I'm looking like, yeah, didn't need to hurry up and get over so I can get up out of here. So, called us up because he wanted to pray for us. And, you know, he touched he touched my mom and he was praying for her and he wanted her to pass out or whatever. And it wasn't happening. But I don't know. But And after he realized that she wasn't about to drop in the arms, literally they had people behind us because they expected us
2: to fall out. out. Mm
0: -hmm. So after he prayed for her and she didn't do it, you know, he stepped away. Maybe he prayed for her for like two minutes or so. So then he steps up to me and he starts touching me. And he was literally, literally had his finger on my forehead pushing me back and i'm like going forward because i'm you are not about to push me i'm not about to pass out and because i'm not about to perpetuate whatever fraud you mm-hmm. are perpetrating mm-hmm. so i'm standing up there and he praying i mean i'm looking at dude eyes wide look like he was hopped up on some of them paul drugs or something because he was them sweating
3: experience drugs.
0: <laughs> he was sweating and i'm just looking at him like dude you just need to hurry and get this over with. Mm-hmm. So finally, I think it was like five to 10 minutes standing up there pushing me. I'm back. <laughs> you going to fall. <laughs> yeah, I'm back and forth, wiggling back and forth because I ain't going down. So finally, he stopped praying and he was like, God bless y'all. And I was like, Yeah. Oh, I need to bless you, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Man. And walk down off the stage.
3: That dude was determined. He was like, maybe if I hit it with another one, two, she going down.
0: <laughs> yes, it was crazy to me.
3: So uh, ask an attorney, 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 attorney. Uh-huh. All
0: right.
3: Question is from Dan on Drugs in New Orleans, Louisiana. <laughs> so I sent Apple a letter of intent to sue for a redobatory transaction. I sent it to Apple's legal department. I received a response from their customer service department, (laughs) not legal. The customer service response said, Yes, you have talked to many different Apple representatives about your case. They have all been empowered to give you the same answer that you received, which is we will give you basically $500 for your old laptop to go towards a new laptop that costs (laughs) $3,000. So why did the legal department not respond? a letter of intent to sue
0: because Apple said screw you, you ain't nobody.
3: What's the next step? Sue, sue him. Okay, that answers my question. So I'm suing Apple. Mm-hmm. Um check this out though. Can I sue him and just not show up because if the court dates in the morning I can't make it because the way my biological clock is set up
0: <laughs> your biological Can I sue him clock, in the
3: afternoon?
1: Then,
0: you can sue him and pray that your court case comes up in the afternoon
3: interesting interesting okay that wraps up another episode of black law and legal lies if you would like to join a cult please <laughs> dm me dan on drugs and i can point you to your nearest cult i am dan on drugs on twitter you can follow the show at black law podcast you can email us at black at gmail.com you can also follow
0: me just dan at i tell legal lies Peace out. Latest Afro Becky signing
3: off. Oh yeah, and that was our guest Paul Smith of True Talk on True Radio Network, where he hangs up after he says what he has to say. He
1: said <laughs>